Hi there, welcome to North Douglas Church Online. I'm Pastor Rod Fair, and today I wanna to talk to you about making the best of tough times. This is a, a new study, this being the first one in a series on the book of Daniel. We're gonna look into Daniel's life and the activity both from him and his friends and see how they made the best of the difficult situations that they were in and how we can apply that to our lives today. You see, difficult circumstances will always come up in life. They always do. There's, there's tough decisions to be made in hard times. But I believe that with God's help, we can make the best out of the difficult situations that we face. And so we want to look into the scripture and see what we can apply for ourselves and how we can live through our own difficult situations uh, with honor and glory to God and being able to come into the place of God's blessing in the midst of these things. And so we're going to look into this book of Daniel. Today is called Focus on What You Can Do. I want to remind you that within all of these series of messages, as well as others, you can find them on our social media pages, on our, our webpage, northdouglaschurch.com, as well as on our YouTube channel, Facebook page. And you can find the sermons as well on podcasts, on Spotify or Google Podcasts, wherever you look for your local podcasts. Today's is the first message in this series. And uh, I want to challenge you about focusing on what you can do. You see, so often we look into a difficult circumstance and we look at the things that we can't change. We look at all of the glum predictions of the future. We look at the hard times that are happening, whether it be financial or relational, whatever may be happening in your life at the time that you're finding hard, we can tend to focus on the negative. And today I want to turn that and say, you know, we can't change often the things that are negative, but we can make decisions that are positive. We can make a decision about the things that we can actually do. We don't always, we are not able to always affect change on a grand scale, but for our personal lives, we make decisions every day. And if we call on God and ask for his help, we can make some very good decisions that will help benefit us, even in the midst of difficult situations. Let me tell you the story. There was uh, this accident that happened to this family, and in the midst of the accident, there was a, a young boy named Mike that was uh, injured. In fact, he was uh, so badly injured, he needed surgery. He needed a blood transfusion in order to be able to save his life. Now, the family, of course, being very concerned, but very happy that he was getting medical care, realized that he needed blood and he needed it quickly. Uh, fortunately, he had an older brother who was eight years old, and this older brother had the exact same blood type. And so the dad sat Danny, this eight-year-old, down and said, Danny, you know that your brother's uh, seriously hurt, and he needs some blood in order to be able to make him better. Would you be willing to give your blood to him? And the dad tried to explain all the ins and outs about what a blood transfusion is, was going to be, and after he had explained all that, this eight-year-old boy, he sat quiet for a few moments, and then he said, yes, Daddy, I, I will give my blood to help save Mike. 
And so um, they wheeled him into a room and they began the whole process of taking uh, his blood in order to give it to his brother. And uh, he, he, they put the needle in, they took a pint of blood and uh, what was necessary, and then they took the needle out. And um, in the course of that, the boy was crying. He, tears were streaming down his face and he turned to his father who was sitting beside him and said, Daddy, when am I going to die? It's a heart-wrenching question, and all of a sudden, the dad realized that he had not explained uh, the blood transfusion process well enough. You see, this little boy, Danny, eight years old, thought he was going to give all of his blood to his brother, and that then he himself would die, and uh, his little brother, Mike, would be able to live. Now, fortunately, in this circumstance, you know, the dad was able to say, no, no, you're not going to die, and, you know, all of the medical things that were going to happen. But it does draw our attention to a very relevant thing that in the midst of a difficult circumstance, in the, the midst of tough times, we make difficult decisions. And, you know, for this little boy to actually believe that he was offering up his life to save his brother is monumental. It is a huge thing. And uh, I just think that it's just so honorable that he would be willing to save his brother. Of course, uh, he didn't have to do that, but in, in the end, he made that decision. He, he made the tough call for himself to say, I'm willing to go that far in order to see my brother's life be saved. You know, not always do we have to make a life or death uh, decision in the midst of our tough circumstances, but often they're pretty monumental decisions. They're big stuff that's going on in the midst of our lives. And, you know, we need to be able to make those decisions the very best that we can. Now, I want to look at the life of Daniel because Daniel and his friends were going through some very difficult circumstances. And uh, although uh, their life wasn't threatened at the very beginning, they went through some times when it was threatened. And so what were we going to do about those kinds of situations? Daniel and his friends there, they had uh, such a great example of what it means to be faithful to God in the midst of difficulty. Now, in starting out this talk about the book of Daniel and looking at his life, chapter one starts out with the king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, coming into Israel in the area of Judah and basically taking over. He is now the political controller in that area. He has taken the king captive and he also takes captive a number of the royalty and nobility. He takes some treasure out of the temple and they're taking all of these people and these things back to the area of Babylon. He is uh, exiling those people from Judah into a different city. And Daniel and his friends, they were part of that. They were, they were ones that were taken captive and they were removed into the, the kingdom of Babylon. Now, Nebuchadnezzar looked at all of these very smart people, the nobility, the royalty, and said, you know, a number of these people could serve me. They could, they could help me. And so he created this training school for people from all different areas that he was capturing and uh, captured the smart and the, the well-to-do, the very wise, and he was going to train them for his own purposes, that they could serve in his court, that they could uh, 
continue to help him manage because, as you know, any king that would go in and capture a new land and new space is going to have a number of administrative problems. And so Nebuchadnezzar fixes that by creating this training school, and Daniel and his friends were a part of that. They were scheduled to go into the king's service, and in this three-year program, They would be training to learn language, to learn about the administration of Babylon, all the different places, and they would be getting ready in order to serve the king. Now, interestingly enough, the king had provided everything that they needed. He was going to have them eat from his own table, basically, all the things that the king had in uh, his disposal for his own family and his own uh, servants. They were going to receive that as people in training for the king. And uh, Daniel looked at this situation and went, you know, this is not where I want to be. This is not serving whom I want to serve, but let's make the best of this. And in the, in the midst of all of that, they are learning the language, they're learning the administration and things they need to do. But he looked at all of the food that the king was giving him and going, this is not, this is not kosher. This is simply not what we would eat at home. This is not honoring to God. And as you know, the Jewish uh, law, the law of Moses, had a lot of food restrictions, things that they were to eat and not to eat in order to honor the Lord. And so in the midst of them wanting to stay faithful to God, Daniel says, I can't eat this. I just can't do this and, and keep going in the, in the direction that I want to do as far as my relationship with the Lord God Almighty. And so in order to make the best of this situation, Daniel goes to the, the operator of this training school, the one that's in charge of, of him and his friends and their learning and says, listen, we would like to do something different. We would like to eat a different kind of food. And uh, the, the supervisor's like, well, I don't know. <laughs> the king has made this rule. He's given you all this wine and food, everything that you could ever, ever want. Why do you want to change it? And this is what Daniel said in uh, Daniel chapter 1, verse 8. But Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine, and he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. Just a very interesting request. I mean, Daniel's heart was to serve the Lord. He was in this place where he didn't want to be. He was in this time where they couldn't go where they wanted to go. They couldn't serve the Lord at the temple. They couldn't worship like they would normally worship. But that didn't mean he couldn't be faithful to God. And so he decided to ask for permission. He said, could we do this? Could we Could we change the diet so that we would not defile ourselves with the king's food? And he said, just give us water to drink, give us vegetables to eat. In fact, Daniel may have been one of the first uh, vegetarians, you know, that just decided to, to, this was the way to go for his own health. And uh, and truthfully, the, the advisor said, well, I don't know. And Daniel said, well, just test us, test us for 10 days and then see, see if we are as strong and as good as far as our health as everybody else. 
So the advisor went for that and they decided that uh, in eating this food after 10 days that Daniel and his friends in fact looked healthier than all of the others. Now you can imagine why that might be, not just because of the vegetables and the water, but you know, if you were given this sumptuous feast every single day, you know what would happen. You drink too much, you eat too much. <laughs> well, no wonder they were healthier than all of the others. They decided to limit themselves. They decided to restrict themselves in order to be healthier so that they could honor the Lord. And, uh, and that was a crucial decision for them. Now, I want you to know that this really does apply to us in a number of different ways. And to me personally, uh, it has some, some big relevance because since the beginning of the year, I have been on a journey of personal weight loss. Now, one of the things I found that as uh, the new year in 2021 turned over, uh, after uh, you know Thanksgiving and Halloween and Christmas and all the things, I, I was gaining a lot of weight. In fact, I, I was well overweight. The doctor had told me before that I should lose some weight, even before the pandemic happened, even before all the stress eating from pandemic situations happened. Um, and I found myself not feeling well. In fact, at the beginning of the year, I was like, I got to do something about this. I, I am not helping myself. I feel unhealthy. I'm not helping God in my service to him because I don't feel well. And I said, I got to take some charge of this and, uh, and really buckle down and lose some weight. And so I began to count calories. I began to restrict my diet, to cut out sugar and all kinds of other things that I knew were contributing to my weight loss. I began to focus on God in order to help relieve some of the stress situations so that I wasn't just stress eating, uh, which has been a big thing for me within this pandemic. And so um, I began to, to lose some weight. Now, it's been three and a half months since the beginning of February until uh, here we are in May, and uh, I've lost 25 pounds. Now, I'm not quite at my goal yet. I'm still trying to, to lose some more. And I am, you know, it, it's a struggle on certain days. But I know that if I want to make the best out of the difficult circumstances I'm living in, then I have to discipline myself. I have to make some tough choices. And I've been able to do that and I feel 100% better. I, I, my knees feel better for not having that extra weight on them. And uh, I have more energy and truthfully, uh, I just feel a lot healthier because of what I have been going through. So I get it when it comes to what Daniel was saying. Now, he was asking that God would be able to uh, continue to work in his life, even though he wasn't in Israel, he wasn't serving at the temple, he wasn't worshiping there with all of the other Jewish people. He had restrictions. He had a place that wasn't going so well as far as you know, their outlook for the future. But the prophet Jeremiah had told them that this was going to happen. The prophet Jeremiah had spoken to the people of Israel and said, hey, these people are going to come in and God has judged the nation of Israel. There's going to be a 70 year exile. And so Daniel knew this. Daniel knew what was said. And when it happened, they were like, oh, this is God's judgment. And so making the best out of those tough times they had to make some tough choices about how they'd continue to serve the Lord. And you know what? The Jer Jeremiah told them that if they were going to live successfully uh, in their exile in Babylon, they were going to have to pay attention 
to the place that they were living. In fact, in Jeremiah 29, 7, he said, Seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. And see, here's Daniel and his friends, and they are in a training school to help administrate the, the, the places in Babylon for the king. They're going to be the king's servants. But Jeremiah told them, do that. You know, they're to get married. They were to build houses and plant gardens. They were to seek the prosperity of the city in which they found themselves. And so Daniel does that both for himself and for his friends. In order to honor God, they made that decision. I'm going to be faithful to God. I'm going to keep on working hard. And uh, I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to be strong. I'm going to do what's necessary to be done. And that is an amazing thing. I believe that God honors that kind of attitude. And in fact, that's what Daniel and his friends found, is that as they served God, God gave them an extra portion of his blessing, even within that area of difficult situation. Even in serving Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, God blessed them. In fact, in Daniel chapter 1, verse 17, it says, To these four young men, God gave knowledge, an understanding of all kinds of literature and learning, and Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. And of course, those visions and dreams, that ability to understand what God would give in Revelation, uh, plays a big part later on in Daniel's life. But at this point, God had blessed them with understanding and wisdom. And so after their three years of training, the king Nebuchadnezzar, he saw that of all of the people that he had trained to serve him, none were like Daniel and his friends. These four young men stood out as amazingly wise, amazingly smart, and he appointed them to important positions that they would be able to serve, that they would be able to help him do the work in managing the kingdom of Babylon. And Daniel and his friends stayed faithful to God in the midst of that. This is the main point of my sermon today. And what I'm trying to tell you is that in tough times, we need to focus on how the choices we make will honor God. Choose to honor God. You see, tough times are always going to come up. Whether it be a relationship issue, a financial issue, an employment issue, or something that happens in politics. I mean, even right now, we find ourselves still dealing with the pandemic a year after it really became public. And, and so we're still dealing with restrictions and political decisions that whether you agree with them or don't agree with them doesn't really matter. They affect our lives. We can't always affect those kinds of decisions, but we do have the responsibility to manage our own decisions. And so we have a responsibility to do the best that we can do within the circumstances that we find ourselves. We have a choice to make. And I am encouraging you today to choose to honor God. Whatever your circumstances are, the difficulty that you're dealing with, choose to be honorable in the way that you serve the Lord. And so we need to make the choice to honor God daily. Colossians chapter 3, Paul wrote to the church and he said this, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, Clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. The scriptures are telling us that we need to actually put that on like clothes. All of those 
character traits, humility and kindness. So we need to be loving towards others. We, we need to care about our own sense of patience with the circumstances we're living in. And we need to wear that in honor of serving the Lord. And so look at the circumstances that you're in. What choices are you making to honor God in your life? I mean, maybe you're dealing with difficult health choices. And that doesn't have to be related just to the pandemic. I mean, there are lots of people that I've encountered that are dealing with cancer. Or they're dealing with uh, age and the fact that their bones don't, <laughs> don't kind of feel the same as they did when they were 20. There are lots of people that are dealing with health issues and they're having to take certain medications. Or now, uh, because of the pandemic, it's hard to even get a doctor's appointment for certain things. You know, that, that can be some difficult circumstances. I want you to make the right decisions about those things by honoring God, by saying, you know, how can my own health honor the Lord? We have circumstances in which we're learning. Maybe your job has sent you on a course. Maybe you are trying to learn a new trade and you're needing to take some extra kind of training underneath someone else. Well, all of those things are important. And, uh, how do we honor God within that learning? How can we say to God, you know, I'm taking in this new material and I want to be honorable to you? Well, that may be uh, as simple as uh, asking God for help in remembering or doing well on a study test. Uh, being able to help other people, like if you're a tradesperson, being able to put something together that builds and, and builds up uh, the community. What about entertainment choices? I mean, we make all kinds of choices all the time about how to keep ourselves busy in our leisure moments. Well, some of those times we make choices that are really not very good for us. And we're not honoring God in the choices we make for entertainment. So if we are thinking about dealing with the difficulties that we're living in, then what are we watching on TV? Is it honoring God? What are we actually doing outdoors? You know, as we go outside and we take a hike or who are we spending time with and what are we doing in order to keep ourselves busy in a good way? Maybe it's uh, sports and uh, how we play the game. And it would be more honorable for God if we did have a little patience or we did have a sense of fair play uh, or encouragement towards others that are struggling. And of course, relationship choices. We make them all the time. Things that we say to people, the way that we act towards others. If we're going to live in difficult times, then we need to honor God by making choices to help people. You know, we're to love the Lord our God with all our heart, but we're also to love our neighbor as ourselves. And so we can make these choices to honor God, and we need to make them every single day. And all of these things... Whatever you can do, focus on the things that you can take action in. I mean, it's, it's easy to complain about the things that we can't do anything about, but you can do something about your own exercise and the way that you eat, the health of your body. You can make a choice about the things that you say, how you treat others. You can make a choice about asking God for help and uh, praying for those kind of character traits that you struggle with, that may be patience or maybe some other kinds of things about anger. And so make the choice. Call on the name of the Lord and do the things that you know that you can do in order to serve him faithfully. 
You see, godliness is a way of life. And when we choose to live in a godly manner, I believe that in the same way that Daniel made that choice and affected his environment, he also received a blessing from God in that. And and ultimately, we can do the same. We can make some choices, affect our environment in a positive way, and then we can see God work in our life in a positive way. And as I come to the end of this message, I want to remind you that Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. If we want a blessing from God, if we want God to be working in our life, then we need to make the effort to make good choices. So do what you can do. Focus on the things that you can do to be the best that you can be within these difficult times. Pray that God would guide you. Ask him to put uh, good things in your life so that you can make good decisions and choose to honor others. Choose to be a person of integrity. Let me pray for you today. I trust that you will be able to make these decisions for God in the midst of your difficult circumstances. Father, we want to thank you for being with us. We know that every single one of us lives in difficult times and tough circumstances at some point. Even if we're struggling in the midst of this pandemic, we realize that these are tough times for this period of time. And we are asking you to help us to help us make the right decisions, the good decisions that will ultimately honor you in the midst of our difficult circumstances. God, we pray that you would help us to develop godly character, to live a godly life in a way that is honoring to you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for taking in this teaching today. We look forward to next week as we talk about Revelation. But I also want to remind you that uh, we're going to just spend a few moments in worship. And uh, so will you stay with me for a few minutes?
stop working You never stop, you never stop working Even when I don't see it, you're working Even when I don't feel it, you're working You never stop, you never stop working You never stop, oh it's because you are good Change, you stay the same, you stay 